Hello and welcome. You're listening to Jot That Down, where we provide you with knowledge you're not asking for. I'm Chloe. I'm Alex. And I'm Haley. This week's topic is topics that don't make sense to us. Hear about some cool phenomena and also some stuff that we literally don't understand. Enjoy. All right, should I do an intro? Yes. I think all you need to say is this week we're talking about me, 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 me. Okay, so what do we want to call this? Like subjects we don't understand? We literally don't know. I yeah, think I the phenomena is fine. Mine are not phenomena. Mine are what like yours? male, <laughs> how airplanes work. <laughs> And so much. Okay, I really wish we would have done something like that. Like, I wish that would have been the whole topic because I could talk about how many things I don't understand. I told you. That's what I was doing. I know, but then Alex was like, once Alex talked about Area 51, that was in my head as being like a phenomena, which it is. You can still talk about things you don't understand. first, like unexplained. Well, you brought up Bermuda Triangle. That's why I said that. And then Chloe comes out of left field, but we can't be talking the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. how far are we going to go with just saying, so, yeah, mail, how does it work? Okay, so okay. I did. I could talk I about did, a bunch of stuff I don't understand. I did look up the things I don't understand to try to explain them, and then I will give my two cents on them. Mm. So, I like, I did. can't wait to hear, like, what don't you understand about mail? Okay, first of all, fuck you. The mail is. Hold on. We should have a concept called like like a special called My Two Cents. Oh. And it's just our like hot takes on random things. Okay. Mail is dumb. No, I love the USPS. Thank you so much. Um, Okay. So (laughs) we still don't know. Why don't we record the episode and then I'll do the intro at the end? Okay, great. Because I feel like my topic is very different than your topics. Okay, to be fair, I told you exactly what my topic was. So, and to be fair, we all know that it was coming out of left field, but I appreciate it and I can't wait to learn. <laughs> Especially about the airplanes. I'm really excited about that one. Okay, so I'll start with planes because <clears throat> first of all, I will preface this by saying we all know I'm not a math person. I'm equally not a science person. Physics Nope, completely beyond me. Like, I have zero idea. So I obviously did some research on this, and I have asked my dad, who was a physicist, he is retired, how airplanes work, and he... Did he, like, teach physics? Or, like, what do you mean he was a physicist? Like, how do you you physics? do? You could be a physicist and not teach physics. And be, like, a research physicist. Oh. But anyway... Okay, he's smart. (laughs) yeah he is really smart but anyway he has explained this to me countless times no matter who explains it no matter how many times people explain it like no matter how much i read about it i don't understand how an airplane that is like tons and tons of metal can get up into the sky not only as an airplane but then you're including people all of their personal belongings, all of that shit, like that you bring on a plane. And then like with the weather, it just makes no sense. So I did some research and like I read about Newton's third law of motion and it explains how like engines and wings work together. And 
engines move the plane forward and wings like generate the upward lift, which is like how a plane stays in the sky. But again, this makes no sense to me. Like, Alex, don't make that fucking face. <laughs> Physics is hard. It really is. You I make mean, a good point, like, though, and I know we've discussed this before, but, like, you could not pay me enough to go on one of the first planes ever. Oh, for sure not. Like, sorry, Amelia. No matter how close of friends we are, no. Um, and even now, like, I get nervous. I'm a very nervous flyer, and I didn't used to be. And it's because I flew through – I was flying into New Orleans and for the last like 30 to 40 minutes of my flight, it was in May during hurricane season. It was the most turbulent flight I have ever been on. I was flying to a conference with my entire like DC work office. Um, people were throwing up in the bags. Like people were like white clawing the handles, like people were praying. It was so scary. And then immediately following that, my company, my old company, made a policy that no more than two employees from one, like from our company, could be on one flight at the same time because we all thought we were going to die. It was so awful. Oh my god! Just in case. Yikes. Yes. I am so sorry, but I also love, and I really want to coin this. How you said white clawing? Yeah, white knuckling. Sorry, I meant white. But that's okay. But now <laughs> I'm thinking of a new logo for white claw. <laughs> And you're just like ripping a white cloth. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, I, like I get it. And on paper, planes make sense and like flying makes sense. But to me, it makes no fucking sense. None. That's fair. No, I, and, I'm, I feel you there. Yeah. So do you guys want to tell something that you a phenomenon that you are perplexed by or fascinated by i don't really know alex i can jump into mine sure so i took this a little differently and i did some investigating on bigfoot you're kidding i'm i'm truly not kidding because i thought you know we've all heard of him we sure have also like where did he come from not Mm -hmm. like not like uh geographically but like where did this all start? And funny enough, it began in 1958 when a logger in North California, he was at Bluff Creek and he had a story about seeing these huge footprints. They were like 16 inches in length. And so he told some people about it and it ended up getting published in some newspaper called the Humboldt Times. And that's basically where it just like spun out of control into this legend that we all hear, like know about today that like, there's this thing called Bigfoot. There's like this like half man, half animal thing called Bigfoot that people just see all over the place. I don't know. So it's because of this man's like tip about Bigfoot, like seeing the footprints. Yeah. So basically like they did some research and saw that like even before this, there were like random spottings and random stories in newspapers saying that like there were these sightings of like these like wild man creatures that they didn't know what they were. They're just like large and they had huge feet and huge footprints and they were just like covered in fur and stuff. But it wasn't until this time that like, it got media spotlight and that's when it kind of spun out of control and like became like a, a huge thing that people were obsessed with. So maybe the, the first guy, he wasn't like assuming 
And then people just spun it. Assuming what? He wasn't assuming it was like a Bigfoot and everyone just decided? Or did he think it was like some kind of like supernatural being? Yeah, he thought it was like some supernatural thing, like very (sighs) out of the ordinary. Um, So then once the story went public, it started being featured in like men's adventure magazines and paperback novels. And then in the 70s, it was like in pseudo documentary type movies where they Mm. would like, I don't know, but it was pretty interesting because there was like an evolution of Bigfoot, even though like the sightings that happened, they were just like, okay, random Bigfoot, like we saw him, whatever. But like people personified him in the media so like he started off as like a primal dangerous creature and then they evolved him into a sexual predator in like the documentaries right and then in the 80s he became like a friendly misunderstood creature and was like a symbol for environmentalism it's just kind of weird how like humans took on different yeah. yeah, because no one's talking to Bigfoot. No one knows what he's about, you know? It's just also, like. Also, I've never, and I don't know much about Bigfoot, but I have never once heard about sexualizing Bigfoot. Never. Like, no, like a sexual predator, like he's a danger to society, not like sexualizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but I've never like heard of him being a sexual predator is what I mean. Not like oh, okay. <laughs> fantasizing about Bigfoot. I mean, like I haven't read up on all the Bigfoot fan fiction, but mm, don't, <laughs> it's not worth your time. Okay. So, um, interestingly enough, so there's a lot of sightings in the Pacific Northwest, but there's been at least one report from every single state except for Hawaii. So he's just like, can't what? swim. He's landlocked. Mm-hmm. And the most recent sighting was in June of 2018 in Florida, which is fun. Oh, I fucking hate Florida. <sighs> I'm personally convinced that, like, it's just either a bunch of people dressing up in these suits and going along with it or people making it up. Mm-hmm. So in 1967, two men videotaped a sighting in the same place where the first guy that had the article published in California, they videotaped a sighting of Bigfoot. And a lot of people said, like, the skeptics of it are just like you, Haley, and they said, it's a man in a costume. Like, there's there's no way this is real. And I saw the video footage, and it's, like, kind of grainy. But also, it's just, like, it looks just like a guy in a costume walking. And then he even looks at the camera and then just, like, carries on and goes off, like, into the wilderness. I'm mm. like, okay, fake. But there are believers that think that, like, the movements and the proportions cannot possibly be human. I'm like, okay. That's fair. Not even a little bit. Or maybe it's, like, one of those hunters, you know, when people hunt, they wear, like, those full camo suits and they put, like, dirt on their face and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, like, one of those on stilts. You know? <laughs> Imagine you're just trying to uh, blend in with your surroundings and you're just trying to hunt and people think you're Bigfoot and they just like, take videos of you and send it into the news. That's it. You're famous. But, okay, so that happened in 1967. And the original sighting from the article was in 1958, but that guy ended up dying. And then in 2002, his family tells everyone that it was just a joke and it was just like this big hoax. Oh, my God. 
So then people are suspicious. They're like, okay, well, if that didn't actually happen, and now these people in 1967 take a video at the same exact place trying to claim that that's a real Bigfoot, like, there's no way that's real, which I believe. And I like, love that the family was like years later. They're like, no, he was just kidding. Like, yeah, like, uh, just a joke. Um, and then also people brought up a good point. Like how has evidence not gotten any better? And like, how haven't people captured it? Especially because like the quantity and quality of cameras has gotten so much better over the years. Mm. But now we have the whole social media thing where just like anything could be doctored to look real and it's mm-hmm. all fake. So what can you believe? Um, and then the only other interesting thing I found out was that in 1968 there was the Iceman which was a Bigfoot like creature that was encased in ice and it was shown at the International Livestock Exchange in Chicago and the person that found it claimed to have found it in the waters off of Siberia and so the people at the Society for the Investigation of the Unexplained got this news and they wanted to examine the creatures they went to a trailer in Minnesota and they examined it, and they're like, okay, this is a new species of man. Like, yeah. Whoa, okay. Or an and old then, one. What if he just, like, never evolved? <laughs> right, but, like, new to our discovery. New to us. Got it. Yeah. Um, and so the finder of this creature also wrote to the director of primate biology at the Smithsonian, who, like, obviously wanted to investigate and wasn't just going to take his word for it. But the guy's like, no, like, you can't see the body. And the Smithsonian, they got really aggressive. They even went to um, the FBI, to Edgar J. Hoover. Was that the director of the FBI? I think he was. He was the director of the FBI. Okay. So he even reached out to him and was like, is this legal? Like, they should show me the body. And they're like, no, no luck there. But then the Smithsonian had photos and videos to investigate. And so they did that. And they also called some Hollywood prop houses. And one of them just admitted to making the creature in 1967. L-O-L. Um, I would all of us. Um, Herbert Hoover. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Add history to topics that Haley is not. um, That's the one she's passionate about. That that is the one I'm passionate. That the one. (laughs) Choose a different (laughs) topic. The The presidents, though, I could never tell you. Oh God, mm, I know like five. Not even one. Yeah. Okay. Who? So, that's just an overview of Bigfoot. And the more I read, the more I think that. Yeah, no, there's no way it's real. But also, it just fascinates me that, like, humans want so much to believe that it is real. Mm -hmm. And a lot of websites were like, well, you know, we can't prove that it doesn't exist. Like, you can't prove the absence of something. So we're just open-ended. It's like in Broad City when – she had bed bugs when Alana had bed bugs and mm-hmm. the exterminator comes in and she's like, I can't promise that I can get it out, but I can promise that I can't. <laughs> it's exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her mom says, no, she can't come over. Hmm? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That so one? do you guys believe in Bigfoot or no? No. Like not at all. I don't think I do, but 
I think I believe in the Loch Ness Monster, which is like sort of in the same. I was going to say that. Which is like sort of in the same family, but I went to summer camp um, in Vermont and the lake that like we were on is like where he lives. And I took a sailing lesson and my boat capsized and I'm pretty sure that I felt something touch my foot. Wait a second. I thought this was in Scotland that he lived because Loch Ness is where, what it's called. Hold please. Well, it's just like, like Bigfoot. There's so many, there's no way Bigfoot, if they're seeing him, he's walking around the country, you know, like there's not just like one Loch Ness monster, probably. Okay. Why would he be in a lake in Vermont? The Lake Champlain um, monster is called Champ and he, this website called roadtrippers.com backslash Lake Champlain Champ says that like the Loch Ness Monster, it's more famous Scottish counterpart. Champ is a legendary creature that lives in the waters of Lake Champlain, which is 120 miles of fresh water. And I'm pretty sure he touched my foot. That's it. Wow. I wanted you to know. But I do believe in Champ. I do believe in stuff like that because there's stories all the time. Like I'm pretty sure I read one a couple weeks ago where this new species species of fish were found. And it's like so weird. And scientists were like, we haven't ever seen this. And it looked like historic. Like it looked like it was close enough to like like the dinosaur era. So I totally believe that there's some kind of dinosaur type thing going on. For mm-hmm. sure. I just think like the ocean is so deep. Like we have no idea what's down there. We can only go so far. There's got to be other stuff. When I think there's a statistic that's like we have only discovered 3% of the world's oceans. Oh, God. That terrifies the literal shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck is down there? I will say I was very ignorant growing up. Like, we would go to the beach all the time, and I never thought sharks were a real issue. Never Mm -hmm. considered it because we never ran into them. I mean, it's, like, super rare that we have, like, a shark sighting, and then it's serious, but... I didn't realize even until I was in college that it was a big deal because I used to like going far out into the water. Like, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. And then in college, we go down to the Cape and there's seals, there's sharks, and you like literally can't swim. And I was like, I did not realize this was a big issue. And now I don't go that far out. Oh, it sure is. (sighs) Scary stuff out there. Yeah. I am terrified of sharks. But yeah, I can't imagine. I'm like, I'm scared to see a jellyfish. I can't even imagine what will happen if I encounter a shark. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. One time I got stung by a man of war, which is like in the (gasps) family of jellyfish, but they can be poisonous. Um, And we were in South Carolina and it literally, I swear to God, got like my most sensitive part of my body being my wrist. Like it, I had marks on my wrist and the beach like EMT or whatever had to come and take care of me. And it was so painful. And I didn't go in the water for the whole rest of the trip. Did someone pee on you? No, but my brother was like, do you want me to pee on you? I was like, no, get the (laughs) fuck away. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is horrifying. That is horrifying. I will say that mine took another turn and that (laughs) this episode is like getting – 
further away from the theme as we keep talking. And that's okay. But because the theme is no theme. the theme, exactly. Like literally no one knows. But (laughs) – and I didn't watch the documentary because I think it would scare me too much. Um, But I'm going to be discussing the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA um, and how there's been so many deaths at this place – it's insane. Like it opened in the mid 1920s and it like, well, people are speculating whether it opened in 24 or 27, but like one of the first deaths at the hotel happened in 27. And I will say just a warning that suicide is discussed when talking about this hotel. So if anyone doesn't want to listen, like feel free to skip through whenever you hear my voice. Um, but one of the first deaths was a suicide and there were multiple suicides after this, whether it were people like jumping from the building and this one guy took like poison capsules, this other woman, like she was 19 and these are all like the twenties to the forties, fifties, whatever it is, like so many deaths. And this one woman like had a baby on the bathroom floor at her hotel room and threw the baby outside the window. Like, So many of these deaths are people like jumping or being thrown from the building. Um, A lot of like murders have taken place here and it is just super fucking sketchy. And what I was thinking, my take on this is like, how is it happening at this hotel? Does it have anything to do with the hotel? Is it the location? Like, why is this the center for so many wrongdoings, I guess? Um, there's a bunch of like random facts about it, but one of the main cases that's super sad, it happened in 2013, um, the death of Elisa, I don't know if it's lamb or lom, um, lamb. And she was a Canadian college student and she came to the hotel and the last time she was seen, she was having this like super erratic behavior. And like, if you watch the video, like the CCTV footage of her in the elevator, something is not right. And for a while people were speculating that like some kind of supernatural being was happening because she's like hiding from, like, you can't see anyone. She's hiding in the corner. She's pressing all these buttons. She's getting on and off the elevator, everything like that. But we do find out that she has a history of bipolar disorder, depression, like all of these like mental illnesses. And this was the last footage ever of her. And it's like very eerie watching this. There's a lot of theories on what happened, but she disappeared on the 31st of January and her family like obviously called the authorities. Everyone was looking for her. They couldn't find her for weeks. And then she was found on February 19th in the water tank at the hotel and mind you like they probably wouldn't have found her this is so i hate this so much but like people at the hotel were complaining about the water quality the pressure the taste the look yes they were literally drinking and using the water that she was found in (gasps) um which is horrible i don't know if they would have found her if people hadn't complained like i can't believe people actually were consuming and using this water is this hotel still open? So it is. I can give a little bit more background. It is open, but they closed briefly, I think, in 2018 for renovations, and people were saying that they were going to open back up in 21, but, like, 
I don't know if it's going to happen. And in 2017, it was deemed like a historic landmark, even though it's horrible. Like, honestly, they should just demolish this place. But the thing about it is it's located on Skid Row, which has a huge homeless um, population. Like, I think they said like 10,000 homeless people live in this one area. Mm. And over the years, it was renovated or like changed from a hotel to kind of like hostels, um, low-income housing. Like, it is an opportunity for people who don't have enough money to like have a roof above their heads. But I think that's an obstacle of like why why it's not closing. And now that it's a historic landmark, it's like fucking insane. And people just keep wanting to go there. And after the death, like of Elisa Lam, did you say it was Lam? I think it's Lam or Lam. Okay. People wanted to come and visit this hotel. They were obsessed with it. And like sales skyrocketed. I don't know why. And one of there's this guy that has been living there for years. And he says, like, once you go above a certain floor, it's literally dangerous to be there. Like, I think it's the sixth floor or something like that. And he's like, so much bad shit has happened here. I know I'm kind of, like, going all over the place. But this hotel was the home to two known serial killers. Of course it was. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think it was that the serial killers, like, they didn't commit the crimes there. But they lived there while they were killing people. So the Night Stalker, it was in the mid-80s, Richard Ramirez. I know nothing about her. But, like, he killed a bunch of people in L.A. And then um, in 1991, Jack Unterweger, I don't know how to pronounce his name. So, yeah, it was a home to a bunch of serial killers. Hmm. And it's just super fucking sketchy. And, like, this manager who – was a manager from 2007 to 2017. She said at least 80 people died in this hotel under her management. Dear God. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, if you guys have seen American Horror Story, um, hotel is loosely based off of this. Oh. And the whole concept is like literally you go in there and bad shit happens and you can never escape. And they made it seem like obviously that there's paranormal activity, there's ghosts and whatever it is. But like – this hotel is horrifying and I'm just wondering if it's like, is it the hotel itself that are like driving all of these bad people to go there and do bad things? Or is it like actually the hotel itself that has some kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people feel like they can get away with stuff there because maybe other stuff has happened there. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. It's just, it's so sketchy. Like there's so many deaths. Oh my God. I also read this. I don't know if it's true, but do you remember the Black Dahlia? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It was like horrible. Um, It's this woman who went missing in LA. I don't remember the year. Her name was Elizabeth Short, but it's an unsolved, it's a huge unsolved murder mystery. She was found like completely dismembered in a park and no one ever figured out what happened to her. But apparently Mm -hmm. it was rumored that she was seen at the Cecil bar just a couple days before she died. Don't know if it's true. Don't know if it's backed up, but people are like, it's been discussed over the years. Wow. So what do you guys think? Like, what is the theory on this? I personally think that 
um, and this is just from like hearing what you said. And also I did watch that documentary. So I'm like kind of not persuaded, but like that's the information I'm basing it off of. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and like definitely has to do with the location of it. And like, like you said, Skid Row and just kind of like the population that's there will lead to like a lot of issues with drugs and like a lot of homelessness Mm -hmm. and like violence stemming from that. So I think that has to do with it. And also I think it was just like, because as you said, there were a bunch of suicides and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. those types of things, I think it's just like a place that people went and it was like kind of like an opportunity for them to be like under the radar and like at this hotel where just that's true. Especially early on, I guess, because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have all of the media and you know that it's like a sketchy place and maybe. Yeah. It's just so unfortunate. Are a lot of the crimes that like happen there because of the location? Like, did it say that a lot of like homeless people are the ones to like commit the crimes? Oh, I didn't mean that. Oh. I think it's just because of like. Yeah, I don't think they said that homeless people were the ones who were, like, killing people, but maybe because it's not as, like, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not as regulated. Yeah, I'm thinking if it was, like, a hotel in, like, an affluent area, it would be so, like, There would be security and, Mm -hmm. like, I think they even said, like, when Elisa was found in the water tank, like, her she herself could have her own story and she did on this documentary, but like there was supposed to be an alarm system that goes off when you go to the roof of this hotel and it literally didn't go off. Like things Mm. like that where you just don't have any security, it it allows people and they didn't, they ruled it as an accident and they said like it had to do with her being bipolar and they think she just like wasn't taking her medicine and they think that she was manic, but like, they can't prove anything that happened. They didn't even have, like, the CCTV on her floor. Like, this is why the last footage of her was from the elevator, because they don't even have, like, enough evidence to use. So, okay, I didn't watch the documentary. Has the hotel ever, like, commented on this or, like, acknowledged the fact that all this stuff happens there? I don't know, Alex, if you want to speak. I didn't watch the documentary, but I know that the manager was interviewed and she discussed, like, all of the things that were happening. I don't think the hotel made a statement, but, like, mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, she she spoke on – she was, like, all over the place. She's really passionate about, like, this hotel could be, like, a great place and, like – No. Didn't, she spoke about the hotel about – saying like the hotel didn't get like the greatness that it could have been or whatever like it never whatever it had so much potential and whatnot um but I think that like it kind of speaks to how they knew their um perception was like from other people that the fact that they took so they had low-income housing in like the upper floors of the hotel and they legally couldn't get rid of that low-income housing and like make it just hotel um because of whatever like contracts they had and so they decided to like remodel the hotel and create like instead of like 
the Cecil Hotel, they made a, a different part of it that had a different entrance and like a different concierge. I'm like, wasn't it Front called like the area. main something? It was like stay on main or something stay like main, that. Yeah. yeah. And that was like what you're talking about, like that hostel vibe instead of like a hotel vibe or like the low income housing. And so they kind of tried to repackage the hotel, but then like the rooms were the same, like you used the same elevators and like all the glamour that was from there, like to try to like show it as something different, just dissolved. Like as soon as you got past the front desk. So I think that just goes to show that they didn't really take it seriously, like all these things that were happening in the hotel. Um, and obviously they were like involved in that investigation with that poor girl with Elisa. Um, but I don't know. The, also the thing about that, you said like the door, the alarm, mm-hmm. they also thought that she might've gone through the fire escape up to the oh. roof, which wouldn't have triggered an alarm, even though probably should. I don't know. I I don't know either. It's I just, just I can't believe. And then hearing that people like more people wanted to go after her death, I just like it makes me lose faith in humanity. And that's I'm, a thing. I, Is it called like dark tourism or something? Ew, like where what? people are like attracted to like awful things that happened. It's oh, like a, it was a whole um a whole show on Netflix. I want to say where it's like places where not evil, but, like, crimes have happened or, like, w- bad things have happened. People are drawn towards that and, like, they're, they want to go. So that doesn't really surprise me because think about, like, ghost tours or, like, I don't know that, like, mm-hmm. murder tours are a thing, but, like, people definitely are into, like, supernatural slash, like, crime yeah. I, I see. I think there's a difference there because I totally get – ghost tours because like most of them are like hundreds of years old there's history there it's horrible things that have happened but a lot of it is through like storytelling and I think a lot of it is hyped up but I I think it is different when you know someone has recently died there Mm. and then you decide to go and it seemed like especially since it seemed like they didn't know if it was foul play they didn't know whatever it was like, that just doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I could never stay in a haunted place. Um, as we know, sometimes I get haunted vibes from a lot of houses. But oh, that's just know. me. Have you guys ever stayed in a place where you feel like it was haunted? No. I was going to in New Orleans, but it didn't work out. Can you talk about New Orleans? Because I wanted to talk about it, but I've never been there, and I don't think it would be – I mean, I've never been to the Cecil Hotel. But <laughs> – how New Orleans is supposed to be super haunted. Yeah, well, I think they just, like, have a long history with, like, witchcraft and voodoo and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think that um, plays into it. But I was supposed to stay at this hotel where I feel like it was called, like, the the Jefferson Hotel or something like that. And it, like, used to be a an elementary school or some school where, like, boys would like little boys were there and there was a fire and they all died. So it was like haunted by them. And then it like became a hotel in later years, but I didn't end up staying there. Um, But me and Shindu looked into it. Did you do any tours? (laughs) We did. We did a a BYOB uh, ghost bus tour, (laughs) which was pretty interesting. Okay. So 
we went to like three different cemeteries and the guy ray or roy can't remember his name he was great you're great roy (laughs) or ray (laughs) or ray um he would explain like who was famous or like who was like known around town that was buried there and he even we took pictures and it's like you take a picture with your flash on you take two pictures so you have like a before and after and like people have been able to catch like orbs and stuff on the photo and I actually took a picture I didn't take two though accidentally and I had like an image of like it was like a woman wearing a dress oh my god you you still have it probably not Alex and um she was like so far in the distance and it looked like she had like a little like something on her head I don't know and I'm like oh my gosh is it he's like do you have another picture? Like, did you take two? And I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, that's like I gave you dust. one job. <laughs> Literally. And then we went out to, it was like a memorial part in the beginning. And it was a whole cemetery for the unclaimed bodies of Hurricane Katrina. We went out. So it's like a lot of like spiritual beings are at this graveyard. We went out into like fields and we had these metal it was basically like this U shape made out of metal and you hold it in your hand. So like the prongs are facing like outward like that. And you basically talk to the spirits (sighs) and if they go right, it's yes. And if it goes left, it's no. And we were talking, you have to be super still. And I wasn't believing it, but then I held the thing and I was like, are there any spirits here? Like, give me your yes answer and they said yes oh. and then did you feel it i did not move my body at all this is the only reason i even believed it because i was holding the thing and then um we like to be considerate to the spirit we're like do you want to talk to us and it said no oh. you have the space to talk about this right <laughs> and and our tour guide was like um, I'm not messing with this. I have to go. And he left us there and went on the bus. That's how like spooked he was by no. this spirit being like, I don't want to talk right now. And we're like, okay, thank you for your time. Alex, yeah. you need a whole episode on this. That's all I have. I <laughs> have one story, but it's not really – we didn't know the hotel was haunted when we stayed there, but – there was one summer when we went to Tampa to visit my aunt who lives in Tampa. Um, and we stayed at a hotel where it turns out a bride and groom got married there in the thirties. And then the husband jumped out the window and committed suicide. And so the wife did the exact same thing the next morning when she discovered that he had died And they have that floor closed off in the hotel, like permanently, no guests are allowed there, but you're allowed to like go to the floor, which I chose not to do, but my dad and my brother went. And I swear to God, like we can call my mom and ask her, we stayed in a room with two beds. And for whatever reason, like, because Michael was really young, he slept in the bed with my dad and I slept in the bed with my mom. And my mom and I woke up in the middle of the night to the light flashing on and off in the bathroom and there was nobody in the bathroom. My brother and my dad were asleep and my mom and I were just like, what the 
fuck is happening? No. Like, it was so scary, and we we only stayed there for one night. Like, we couldn't keep staying there. It was just like so creepy. Um, same. I hate. I hated it, and I. It was just awful. Oh my god. I. I but I totally believe in that stuff, um, mm-hmm. like ghosts and whatever. But it also scares me, so I like would never go on a ghost tour or. Right. It's just. I, I just have no. I was fine with it. Well, great. Of course, you were fine with it. <laughs> and it was like we could drink too. I was like, "Is this disrespectful?" <laughs> my but God. It was not if you pour one out for them. <laughs> you should watch. Um, I know you're not going to watch it, but on Disney, Coco, the animated I want to movie. Watch that. <gasps> I love oh my Coco. God! I'll watch we it with watch you, it. Alex. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, okay. Obviously, you're invited. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to talk about another subject, which. To me, it's very confusing because the male, how the fuck does it work? Like, again, I did research on this. I read about it. I get it in theory. But to me, it's just so confusing how, like, a literal piece of paper can be in a tiny-ass thin envelope and it can go from Maine to California and not get lost. Like, Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. Especially like, old-timey mail. And I know right? it took weeks, but, like, how the fuck were people so dedicated to get on a horse and carriage or to, like, even have, like, dog sleds right. like, and, or, and deliver mail? Or even think about – okay, so we talked about Brooklyn last week, the movie where Saoirse Ronan, like, immigrates to America. The only way she can contact her family back in Ireland is by mail. Mm-hmm. And like she, her, when she arrived in America, she literally wrote her mom a letter, which her mom probably didn't get for like however many weeks <laughs> like because, a month. right? Like it's insane to me. And I just, I know that in theory it makes sense and like stamps and postage and all of that stuff and you can track everything and whatever. But I just don't get it. And I never will. That also makes me think of another Saoirse Ronan movie, Little Women, like when they get the letter that her dad has been injured in the Civil War. And I'm like, okay, so he's been injured for weeks and now you got to go take a train down. And it's like, do you even know if he's alive? He was alive. It was fine. But it's like, especially during war, how the hell? Yeah, I don't... I, Alex, stop laughing. The mail is... Alex, don't even. No, I just thought of something because I was watching Jeopardy last night and um the one of the clues was like it was like all all of the children grew up but one oh no (laughs) and they guessed little women but it was just peter pan no (laughs) alex she did get to grow up for a little bit but no that's yeah (laughs) wow Haley. Dear God. That is so morbid, but also I like, haven't really seen funny. Peter Pan in like two decades, I feel yeah. like. The cartoon. I used to like the Captain Hook movie. It was creepy, but I liked it. The one I with never Robin saw Williams. it. I like the song Captain Hook by Megan the Stallion. That's the okay. only Captain Hook Does I that like. Count? <laughs> yeah. No, it literally doesn't, but Okay, wait, back to this male thing that kills me, and I don't think it was ever a real thing. Carrier pigeons. How the fuck do you train a bird? Mm, that's a fair. 
fair. Like, oh, in that's a world? fair thing, but the male isn't? Okay. Their system. Okay, we're talking about birds. But you know how some people think birds are like the FBI? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like they're all robots. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would explain are. carrier yeah. pigeons to me. My brother-in-law loves to bring this up, like, at family events to get a debate going, but he's team FBI birds. Oh, oh. great. <laughs> great. Now it's in the birds. Now it's in humans with these vaccines. Oh, I my mean, God. We're all microchip. Oh um, Don't even get me started. But so along the same lines as the bird thing, um, with like carrier pigeons, I found this guy on TikTok and he has, he works as like, um, with his uncle or someone who has like white doves for like funerals or like memorial services or weddings and stuff. And they like release the doves. They're just pigeons that they breed to look white and, and they train them to know where home is. So when they release them, they just fly back to their home. Are you kidding me? How do you train insane? a bird? I don't know. I literally don't. Also, I love that they're scamming people and it's just pigeons. I think that's oh, no, so I think funny. That's like, I think people know. I don't know. They're mostly white and they have like sometimes they'll have like little gray flecks on them. And so people in the comments are like, that's not a dove. That's just a pigeon. And he's like, yeah, they're just called white doves. Like how but, the fuck would you train a bird? I don't know. It's just insane. It makes no sense. Mm-mm. Which brings me to my last and final point, which isn't really something I don't understand, but it's something that I kind of think is like a scam. And that's sommeliers. I understand, like I've been to Napa, I've been to Italy, I've gone on wine tours, like I I love wine as much as the next person. However, to me, most wines taste exactly the same and Luke and I actually watched a video of people trying to stump sommeliers um it's extremely easy to do like if you're like I taste a a robust chestnut and they're like "Mm, yes mm -hmm." and then you're like actually no I was lying I taste dirt they're like "Uh, oh like I just don't get it I don't taste like all the depths and flavors like I literally just taste wine and to me it all just tastes basically the same. I mean, that's fair. And also, like, how do you get one person to recommend all of these wines? Like, everyone has different taste. And, like, like I yeah. think genuinely the only way you could, like, taste a wine would be, like, if you were a super taster and had, like, insane taste buds. I, I just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you might be onto something there. Mm-hmm. I think there is a lot. I think that, like – it's a lot coming from you Alex (laughs) I just think that like if they have the stuff that they know they're working with then they can like fluff it up as much as they want but like what can you really taste when you're just you know going for like a blinded wine like what and also like how do you not like how do you get into the business and like how do you get people to hire you Because essentially you just have to be, I'm not trying to be offensive, but you kind of just have to be like a car salesman because obviously the restaurant is going to want, like whether you're, I don't know if you can be like a sommelier, like at a restaurant or when you're like selling wine to a restaurant, whatever it is, like they just want to make a profit. So couldn't you just be like, oh yes, this is like the best and you sell it and you know that the restaurant will make money off of it, you Mm -hmm. know? 
Yeah. I think you can go to school for it. Oh you God. sure can. Um, it reminds me of that Parks and Rec episode where they go and Billy Eichner like wants to be the sommelier at Aziz Ansari's restaurant. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, it's just really funny. And Billy Eichner is like the only person I would want to be my sommelier because <laughs> he screams. Screams what? Just like, like screams everything. at all the customers. They He's talk. like, you can't have a, a white with fish. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I will say like, I love watching him. I would be horrified that he would roast me if he found me on the street. It oh, just sure. would not be good. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things that I don't understand. And um, first of all, the stock market, all of that. Mm-hmm. I almost but had I'm, Bitcoin I'm on look- here. And <laughs> oh, I my, like, bother. don't even bother. No. Yeah. yeah. I was just I, like, I can't. I also saw something like, I always, <laughs> I think it's funny when people are like, why are we in debt? Like as a country, like who do we owe it to? And like, if we need more money, why don't we just print more money? And people are like inflation, inflation. And I saw this whole explanation about how like we literally control inflation also. So we definitely could just do that. Are you talking about John Oliver? No, no, that's related like along the same lines, but I saw, I think it was TikTok, but I don't have any of the facts. So that's really all I can Mm. say about that. I have a lot of thoughts on that too. I totally Um. agree. That, that like, that is my contribution and thought. Yes. Okay. It's also crazy that like just the concept of money in general and like how Bitcoin is so big now because it literally is all just a concept. Yeah. They had nothing and they decided that people should buy it and now it's its own currency. Yeah. I just like, what do you do with it? What do you really do? And what, what do they do with it? I don't know. I also sometimes don't understand insurance. Mm -hmm. God. And like, and like, um, co-insurance and like copay I can understand, but not even fully, you know? Yeah. I don't get it. I know my dad does insurance for a living and financial advising and stuff. And I try to understand and we're just speaking different languages. Well, I love it. It's like Chloe and her dad. (laughs) Exactly. Legit. It is. Um, I would like to add that a thing I, I will never understand is how people go into space. Space itself is so confusing and how they're trying to get people to go to Mars I'm like, how? I would never. Remember when they wanted to make a colony on the moon? Yeah. Like, okay, have fun with that. Like, I don't understand how you can colonize something. I know we live on a planet, but, like, don't even get me started. Like, no. Luke always says that if we have the opportunity in our lifetime to go to space, like, we're doing it, and he really (gasps) wants to. And I'm always, always, every single time, I'm like, you can fucking go by yourself. I am not going to space. I have zero interest no, in doing leave. that. Um, and I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand the desire to want to go. There. I would. I think like if I knew I could come back after a day, but I don't think that's really <laughs> an earth day or like a moon day. Um, or I don't know. Really I don't know the conversion, but I just want to know that it's like I'm not going to be up there for a long period of time because I don't think I, I don't think I could. Um, but also, <laughs> this reminds me of the time that you guys watched Ocean's Eight, and you sent me a text, 
And you said, oh God, here we go. Washed Oceans 8, and we have some random questions we need answers to about life. Yes. lol Tell us what it, what it was. Chloe said, number one, how do planes fly? Oh. I think we answered that. Well, did well, we? we did I don't know. But not really at all. Number two, how do people know who Banksy is but don't know who he is? <laughs> Which is completely fair. And also, like, how do we know what we think is a Banksy is a Banksy? Like, whoever's claiming, oh, yeah, that was me. How – Right. None of that makes sense. And also, I'm kind of convinced it's like whoever it is, the museums are in on it because obviously it drums up so much attention. Yeah. Like, because like how else could you be doing all of that stuff without having security to do it? Right. I don't know. Did you also hear about the, um, I think he like made a piece of artwork on like a whiteboard in a hospital in England. And then, like, the hospital was able to sell that for, like, millions of dollars for profit for the hospital. What? Oh. Something like that. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, number three, how do thieves convert their stolen diamonds into actual money? And that's a great question. I think they sell it. Yeah. Right, but, like, to who? Black market or, like, people that are willing to – you saw Uncut Gems, right? unfortunately <laughs> wait <laughs> oh i never saw it i never it was don't it. even waste your time Haley. it was, it was so really because because a lot of people were saying like obviously it's a letdown you're like what the fuck am i watching but people said it's an experience it was yeah, so it was. bad cynthia and luke and i watched it over the summer and we could not wait for it to end oh my god it was something it. else yeah you don't need to see it like maybe one day, years on the road, if you really have nothing else to watch. But no, don't do it, Hales. <laughs> okay. Number four, how is Bucatini made? I think we solved that one. <laughs> we did, but also, like, I don't fully understand it. I, I'll, I'll pull up Google. No, I get it. What I don't get is because, like, the plate that they push the pasta through will have a circle that like the noodle will come out of and it has like a piece of metal in the middle of that circle so that it leaves a hole in the pasta. What I don't understand is how that little circle that creates the hole is connected to the bigger plate. Like wouldn't that make it not a full circle of a noodle? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. But now I'm like... Yeah, that's the only part I don't understand. My, like, I understand how modern Bucatini is made based on, like, the videos I've seen. I just don't understand how, like, you know, Nona's in the 20s pre, like, technology and all of this, like, Mm -hmm. KitchenAid stuff were making Bucatini. Like, it's like... How did the Acropolis get built with no modern equipment? Oh, yeah. How did anything get built? Did you see that they discovered, like, I think it was like a 3,000-year-old Egyptian city recently? Where? No. In Egypt? In Egypt. Okay, yeah, but, like, <laughs> how was it undiscovered is my point. I have no idea because looking at the picture, I'm like, okay, it literally looks like it's ground level, so I don't understand. Oh, Oscar's barking. Um, So I don't understand how it happened but it it literally is like a modern society or modern to them because like they it said it clearly had businesses it was clearly home to people like they said all the artifacts that they found it's like these people never left like they found a bunch of stuff i think cnn talked about it 
But I totally agree. Like, how the mm-hmm. fuck did they do this? I literally don't know. And anytime I, know. I like go to a new city and see like a monument or like a cool building or something, I'm like, literally, how how was this made? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. What other questions do we have, Alex? The final one was how does medicine work? <sighs> how and I don't can think you we have... can get into that. Okay, but here's my question. Say I have, like today, for example, I woke up with a stiff elbow, like I I slept on my arm weird or something, and I like can't move my arm, and I took a Tylenol, and it like went to that spot, but how does your body know, and how does the medicine know like where to go? Hmm? Hmm? Riddle me that. Well, I think, I well, I don't think like you taking the medicine, I don't think like the treatment is like localized to that part. Like, yeah, that's the part that needed it, but it's like, you're getting, you're taking like more like a comprehensive medicine. I have no idea. I don't know. It somehow is able to like inhibit whatever like pain sensors and nerves you have there. I don't know. This is what Google is for or your local doctor. I feel like the census is like we all should read more, but like where do we even start? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And uh, yeah, I still don't know what this episode was really about. It's just like shit we're confused about. Inception, perhaps. As always, thanks so much for listening to Jot That Down. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Jot That Down Pod. That's J O T, that down P O D.